This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. A Week 10 edition of One-on-One's NFL Friday. Welcome in, folks. WFUVsports.org and the iTunes Music Store. Mac Rosenberg alongside Nolan Silbernagel. Buddy, how you doing on a Friday afternoon? It's been a wild week in the National Football League. Yeah, a lot of craziness going on in the NFL. You can even look at last night going into a lot of different storylines heading into there. But not even on the field, off the field. A lot of weird stories going on in football this week. And, of course, the number one story coming out of Miami with... Richie Incognito, Jonathan Martin, the whole saga that has ensued. Um, and It's so bizarre. It, it's, it's so bizarre. It, so many, so di- many, it's such a dynamic yep, story, so as you were sides. saying. Unreal. And uh, the latest development is that Richie Incognito has hired a lawyer, David Cornwell, an attorney uh, who, ironically <laughs> enough, this just adds to the bizarreness of it, if that's even a word. Nobody's even really talking about this, but he represents Alex Rodriguez in the biogenesis scandal. It's unbelievable. It's, and he's, a, he, he's a busy man. He's a very you, busy you man that. down there in Miami. And so uh, he issued a statement, and, and it was aired uh, last night uh, at halftime of the Thursday night football game on NFL Network. Of course, Redskins and Vikings, and the Vikings uh, coming back to win that game in the second half. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But here's the statement, part of the statement at least. Jonathan endured harassment that went far beyond the traditional locker room hazing. For the entire season and a half that he was with the Dolphins, he attempted to befriend some uh, the same teammates who subjected him to the abuse with the hope that doing so would end the harassment. This is a textbook reaction of victims bullying, of victims of bullying. Despite these efforts, the taunting continued beyond the well-publicized voicemail with its racial epithet. Jonathan endured a malicious physical attack on him by a teammate and daily vulgar comments such as uh, the quote uh, about his sister. And that's really the end of the statement. Yeah, yeah if you want to read that quote, you can go ahead and we say that. We will not read that, that on that the air. On that, yeah. Even the quote that they, 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 that they list on CBSSports.com with the... With the expletives, I I don't even think that that's readable right now on on our air. So we're not going to read that, but by all means, uh, you know, type in, you know, David Cornwell on Google and and you'll get all that stuff that you need. But see, now it transitions from... from, Can I I just say that that statement sounded like as if... I I told it to you. From from the bullying and like all all that. It it literally sounds like an elementary school thing. Like like he was like being like harassed and bullied. And the reason why this is being eaten up so much is because this has just never ever happened in the NFL before. Well I mean that like come out like this right. and get that much attention. Obviously there's been cases in the past and I'm sure it goes on in every locker room, but for the for a player to be suspended because of bowling, never, ever. And has it's ever happened in the NFL. It's crazy. And the the newest, newest, newest up to the minute development in this story is that it's come out today that Richie Incognito, I don't know if you heard this he assembled offensive linemen mm-hmm. to meet yep. at strip clubs every yeah. week. Yeah, they would have, like, meetings and at if they didn't clubs. show up, Incognito would find them. Yeah, with their, like, kangaroo court uh, that he would have in the <laughs> locker room. And, 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 this, th- is and just, this, this is just and, unheard and, of. And this was everyone. It, it didn't matter if you were married. Right. It didn't matter if Rookie, you had girlfriends. Veteran, yeah. you know, like, and, and the wives of the players would, would get mad yeah. that this no, was of happening. Course. In my opinion, I think this guy... You know, he, we, we this guy has a history. I think that is the number one Huge reason history. why uh, 
he should be ousted from from the Dolphins and you know just just totally from Dolphins thrown or out. from football. No, he shouldn't be thrown out of football. Okay, you know I it, don't think so either. Listen, Michael. Listen, I, I just go back to Michael Vick. This is not that. That's mm-hmm. probably the worst thing that we've seen, and Ray Lewis before him and Dante yeah. Stallworth. This is not that bad. This is not as bad as no, that. No, no. He, he didn't kill a guy. Nobody's been killed. No. Dogs aren't being And uh, those know, guys all came back. Yeah. And I, we, I talked when we talked over the summer, I remember talking about Riley Cooper with Kelly Coltis when we did this show uh, one-on-one who's on the other side of the glass today. And my point was, and I, I know Kelly agreed with me, that if those guys came back into the league, then Riley Cooper should come back too. And I think it's the same thing with Incognito on the Dolphins. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's over. Big I think that's pretty but, much. But what's interesting is the players want him back. The players have his back. Even the quarterback Ryan Tannehill. You know, you know, the big name players are saying like, "We like Richie. He is the leader. He's just a jokester guy." Like so, and that's what makes his such a dynamic, such an interesting thing because yeah. there are so many sides to this story. It's so not many just. Different things. It's not just everybody on Richie Incognito. I, I, I mean, I, I wrote down here he uh, he was voted NFL's dirtiest player, yeah. and then the next year he won the Good Guy Award for the. Dolphins. Did he like, really? Yeah, I had I hadn't so, heard about so that. So how is that possible? Bill Parcells, I, it's so unbelievable. Bill Parcells, who was an executive with Miami, said that during his time in Miami, that Richie Incognito was a good guy and that he did good things. Um, and and then you have someone at an event at Dolphin Stadium coming out and say that that uh, she was harassed by him. So I mean, it's just I I think that you know this guy clearly understands that he has problems and that you know and that yeah. you know he has to get things straightened out. Um, and that, you know, he has shown some, some at times that he can get it straightened out, but he's got to mm-hmm. be consistent with it. I mean, because every it seems like for every good comment about this guy, there's something there's, there's a situation, a bad comment. yeah, where where he was, uh, you know, harassing somebody. And, well, and then I think a lot of it uh, has been blown out by the media. I mean, I I know the one that kind of struck me that kind of made me take a step back was the Las Vegas trip. What was initially reported was that they forced him to pay fifteen thousand dollars to help support their trip to Vegas, and that turned out to not be true. They all planned this Vegas trip. He was said he was going to go. They put down the one hundred grand deposit or whatever it was. Right. And then a week before, he's like, "I'm not going to go." And they're like, "Well, we still need the money because we put down. You said you were going to go." And I feel like I would do the same thing if I was planning spring break and it was three grand with me and my three friends. And a week, bu- and I put on my credit card. Right. And my friends like, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not going to go anymore." You best believe I was going to make him pay up that <laughs> yeah. money. So a lot of it was blown out. And I think you know some of it has to do with Jonathan Martin. How sensitive of a guy is he because there are some guys that love that like i know here at the station we joke around a lot here i mean we really do joke around a lot here and you know you gotta be able to it's a family yeah you gotta be able to laugh with it obviously it's nothing nothing remotely close to anything like that i'm not saying that but i'm just saying you gotta be able to take jokes and 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 just be an enjoyable guy and i think john the martin doesn't have that i guess like i think he's like an over maybe an over i think it was a a case of an overly sensitive guy and an overly aggressive guy, and then when the they two butt hit, heads, yeah, it, it just exploded. That's a very good point. And and you, when you talk about Jonathan Martin, I, I think we need to transition here and and talk about where do you draw the line between hazing and, and Cameron Wake said said it during the week. You know that that's just a rite of passage in this mm-hmm. league. Well, where do you draw the line between hazing and harassing and bullying, which is something that you know you you don't do to rookies, you, you don't do to anybody. Yeah. You know that that that's that that's a very very serious matter, 
Uh, because let's face it, rookies in the NFL, I mean, yeah, you're going to have I mean, things. look at Tim Tebow. He had his head shaved like a monk. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't care who he was. And, you know, right. he did it. It was a joke. Right. And, look, his hair's back. You're going to you have know? things in the NFL that rookies are subject to. I mean, that's just the way this league is. But this sounds like all indications are pointing to this was much, much more serious. It was. He took yeah, it to it, a different yeah, level. Yeah, it, it is true. I think he took it to a different level. But I think it's because – I think it's because Martin wasn't like responding well to it, and you know we have to keep in mind that this isn't like a this isn't like in high school in the hallways where there's bullying. This is the NFL, and keep in mind Jonathan Martin is two inches taller than Incognito, and he's about seven pounds heavier. I mean, <laughs> he is a bigger human being, and if you're not going to stand up for yourself there, then how? What are you going to do? Out on the football field. Well, I don't care how big you are. I mean, you I mean, know, I, I mean, that's I don't all think, I'm saying. I don't, I don't I mean, know if size I mean, necessarily I mean, has I mean, to do with just, this. It's just a different. It's different because of the profession they're in. Right. You have to be a tough guy right. because it is a tough sport. Right. There and, are tough players you know, in this league. You have to. And there are guys, you know, on on football teams that that you know that are that are you know not good guys. They're, no, they're gonna ha- Every team's yeah. gonna have them. Uh, but I, I, it sounds like you. Are are kind of not on Incognito's side, but you're you're not on Martin's side either. You're saying, yeah. listen, you know, if he's being subject to this, he's got to speak up or or do something about it. Uh, which I mean, he kind of did because he left the team. It's just, it, I I would be, I, I would be so I, would just, I wouldn't be as so skeptical if the entire Dolphins all of the locker room came out and was like, yeah, he's a bad guy. You know what he was doing to Martin was awful. But if everyone came out, but everyone is coming out and like defending him and. It's just interesting. I, I'm I'm not choosing sides whatsoever. I definitely need to see what's going on with the rest of the case. But I am in no way on you know feeling bad for Martin, and, I, and I'm no way you know calling call completely calling out incognito. I, I'm just you know I'm definitely trying to keep a level head and just seeing the facts because every day there's there's different there's, there's different there's, stuff, there's different yeah. aspects. Absolutely. I I right now I am tending to side with Martin because, like I said. This is not just a regular case of of a rookie, you know, being being treated like he's a rookie. This is this is much much different. Yeah, that's in my another opinion. that's another interesting thing. He's not a rookie. It's the second year, you know. Right, right. It's, well, it's I mean, this this well this this would have happened when he was when he was a rookie if it was last year. Yeah, this was, if, uh, if it was carried on. over. Yeah, guys. And Pat Burns I think on the other side. Extent, Go ahead. Martin certainly is not faultless in this. I mean, there are reports out there now saying that he was one of the people that voted Richie Incognito to the Dolphins leadership council at the beginning of this season. That's that's unbelievable. That, See, that, so that it's he's like, on so, that leadership so, council. Well, I mean, with all the history, does anybody not, did anybody know about the history of this guy coming in? It's well, like what, what players Hernandez. are saying, what player, what players are saying, it's, it's it's he's a player that other teams hate. Like players on other teams hate, but it's someone you would want in your locker room, in your corner, because right. yeah, he's someone that will defend for you and try to protect that quarterback. Kind of like Cortland Finnegan, y- you know. Nobody, nobody likes Cortland Finnegan in the NFL except for every player on the St. Louis Rams. I can guarantee you. Yeah, that. it's like one of those rats on a hockey team. Someone right. who you love to have on your team, yeah. but if he's no, on that, any other that's team, a good, that's a you good despise point. him. That's a good point. But I still think that you have to take into account the history of Richie Incognito. Good teammate or bad teammate, I don't care what kind of teammate he is. He may be a good teammate at times, but he has a lot of history. Yeah, but you said, yeah, you definitely said it, Mac. That's going that's back a, to that's college. A huge thing. If if, if yeah, he, he went if to he two a, colleges. He, he had to leave his first first yeah, school. Yeah, if he had a, if he had a fine history, and it was just I mean, that's why I'm not completely like, right, against Martin, his, and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not completely on his side, on Incognito's side, is because. 
you know, he got kicked off Nebraska. He tried to start a new thing at Oregon, and yep. he lasted a week. <laughs> he couldn't apply to the rules for one week. Uh, yeah. So it's like, who is this guy? It's so bizarre. It really, it's just so captivating and bizarre because, because there's just so many different views of him. And I really, I really need to see what officially comes out. All right, so let's now talk about the Thursday night game and the. Vikings come from behind, uh, really a solid second half performance. But I mean, these Thursday night games, are, they are terrible. I mean, I mean it's te- it's terrible in the sense that like they they could be sloppy and like the teams, it might not be and I might not I mean, be, might, might not be exciting. But but last night's game, last night's game I, at was least exciting. it was exciting to the last minute. For the first half, after the first half, you kind of got the feeling it was going to be another one of those stinkers. Twenty four fourteen Redskins. They had their way in the first half. RG three looked like he was back. Redskins Archie, got the ball. Yeah, he looked great. Redskins got really the good. ball to start the second half. But the Vikings, you know, come out with Adrian Peterson. They do a really good job. Christian Ponder. Uh, did an excellent job before he got hurt again, and he he is a he's a he's a glass. He he he's uh, he a took piece a he took a hit on that on he that gets line hurt though so much. I mean, I mean he, he got rocked. Yeah, on he that he play. did. He did get. He, I'll, yeah, I'll give him credit. I mean, he he played very well before that, but I just feel like he always he's always getting hurt. Yeah, no, he does get hurt quite and, frequently. You know, and everybody's kind of wondering, is he the future? And, and AP was asked, Adrian Peterson was asked after the game about how tough it is not having a stable starting quarterback. Uh, and he said it is tough. I mean, and it is. I mean, because Josh Freeman has no. I don't know why Josh Freeman's still on this football team. He's probably just there because of depth. Because they, they because yeah, because what happens if Castle goes right? Down now, and that, yeah, then you're you gonna know? then you're you know. So uh, ponder. I give him credit though. Tw- uh, Seventeen to twenty one. 174 yards, couple of touchdowns. He he looked really good. No, he did, and I feel bad for him. I feel bad that yeah. you know it. It, it, it led to because it, it wasn't like he got hurt on a bad play. He got hurt. Scrambling for a touchdown, yeah. diving out, trying to give the team. And the he's lead. a talented runner, and, and you can as a you quarterback, know, you give him credit for that. But it is unfortunate that he got hurt like that again. But uh, I know, uh, as, as a New York guy, I was definitely rooting for the Vikings. Oh yeah, you, you have to get the Redskins down and out. They fall to three and six on the year. Um, I mean, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really tough for them to make a run. I mean, they lost to the one win Vikings. It's gonna be really hard for them to make a playoff run. I, I think. That was a must-win game for them. You remember what happened? Yeah, I think it was a must-win game for the Redskins too. It was a chance for them to win back-to-back games. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but you remember what happened? You know, to the Redskins last year, they were three and six. Yeah, same. And they won seven games in a row. And I think every—I don't think anybody thinks that they are that team. No, th- again this no, year, definitely not. RG three just isn't the same no, player. I no, mean, he looked he's good not. last night. Look, he's good. not that dual threat guy anymore. You know, he's not really—he's not making defenses have to worry about him running as much. And worrying about containing him, I think that's been a huge difference. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see them winning seven in a row. I mean, we can pull up their schedule, but yeah, you know, I'm I, actually, I know they have to face the Giants twice. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they have to play the Cowboys probably one more time. I mean, it's tough. yeah, one more time. And I, I'm I, I was actually curious the teams that they lost to last year before going on that run because you said well they lost to the to the one win Vikings. Can they rebound from that? Well, they lost to the Panthers last year. Who were a bad team? They last lost year. to the Steelers, who were also not a great team. They lost to the Giants, who were obviously a, a much better team this year. Uh, the Falcons, who were the Falcons, um, they lost to the Rams as well. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward, they still have the Forty ers They mm. still have the Chiefs. They have the Cowboys Whew. one more time. I mean, wow. th- those are three games that they're probably and the Giants won't lose. be a pushover. Yeah, Giants. They, you know, I really think that winning the two games and having the bye is really going to help them. Going forward, so yeah, uh, I th- I think uh, the most intriguing part of the game was that it was close, it was exciting, 
and the fact that it did mean something for the Redskins. It wasn't two irrelevant teams. Vikings are pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. They're two and seven. I yeah, think the Redskins I, are just you know, about and 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 that that win irrelevant I now. think definitely buoys them up a lot, and then that loss really really brings them down for sure. Well, I don't. I wouldn't go so far to say that the, the win for the Vikings does that much. They're two and seven. The three teams. No, I'm ahead saying of them I'm saying it's not. Three. I'm saying it didn't. Oh, you're I'm okay. talking about the Redskins. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, they would have been four and five. Cowboys yeah, right five there. And four, yeah, you know? they would have been right there. They would have been a game back or yeah, two yeah. games back. Yeah, not, so now they're three again. So yeah. Definitely. No, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, Adrian Peterson, I mean, just keeps it going. I mean, he's he's not having an excellent excellent season, but he's he's on pace to be just as good as he was last year. He won't break. He won't you know rush for. He no, won't break the record. No, like he no, said he no. will, but I, uh, I mean, I think he's averaging eighty nine yards a game, eighty six. Yeah, it's definitely under ninety. He's got seven eighty six right now for the year. Yeah, so I mean, he'll be over a thousand yards, and he has for nine sure. touchdowns. He has the most out of any running back. I mean, he's still still AP. Still, yeah, still. But the problem is, he is that he is that team. And, yeah. and until they get a stable quarterback who can throw to the young receivers, they, they have Greg Jennings, um, who was a product of Aaron Rodgers, seemingly, uh, as we're seeing this year when he was in Green Bay. You have Cordaro Patterson, who was a draft pick, Jerome Simpson. I mean, this team is not, they're just, they're not all that talented. They were a fluke, clearly a fluke playoff team last year. For, oh, for the Vikings? Yeah. yeah. They definitely snuck in on that uh, game winning field goal on the last day of the year to get in. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It's not as shocking as like uh, I mean even the Redskins though they had to win seven in a row to end it to you know to right. make the playoffs. That, so I think that was shocking. That that's also shocking. So yeah. yeah, they're two returning playoff teams, but it's not like they were eleven and five control of the whole year. They pretty much had to win, you know, every game at some point, you know, for the rest of the season to make it. All right, we're giving this way too much time. We got one team coming out of a bye. We got one team coming into a bye. The Giants and the Jets. Let's start off with the team coming out of the bye, the New York Giants. And we start off with Eric Malo's Giants Report. As the saying goes, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, the Giants and I are both pleading for a second chance. The G-Men are 2-6, and six, and I'm 1-7 in, in predicting the outcome of their game. We both stink, but I ask that you continue to listen, because we're turning the ship around together. This Sunday, Big Blue hosts the Lowly Raiders, and Coach Tom Coughlin understands that while Oakland hasn't made the playoffs since 2002, this won't be an easy task. Prior as a quarterback, have a whole new dimension in terms of their offensive football. Fadden's status is, is uh, probably questionable, but Jennings did an outstanding job last week. The Raiders aren't the embarrassingly bad team we've known them to be. Oakland's offense has some weapons to account for. Quarterback Terrell Pryor can hurt you with his arm and legs. Denarius Moore and Rod Streeter are dangerous with the ball in their hands, and Rashad Jennings is a playmaker at running back. Even without star Darren McFadden, the Giants have to take their offense into account. On defense, the silver and black are weak, but have a couple playmakers in Charles Woodson and Lamar Houston that the Giants do have to look out for. So, what's Big Blue got to do to win this Sunday? Coming from the guy who's one in seven, they have to build off what they accomplished during the final two games before their bye. Eli should continue not turning the ball over, and the defense must expose the Raiders' poor offensive line. I'm confident Eli's turnover woes are behind him this season, and that John Beeson, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Justin Tuck can lead a defense that's finally looking like it's coming together. Take it for what you will, but for my prediction, 
I have Giants 24, Oakland 16. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Malo, WFUV Sports. All right. Thanks a lot, Eric Malo. He, he does a great job every week. Great music. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, we're, we both sing, <laughs> but keep listening. And I, it was good. Giants are 2-6. and six, I'm 1-7. and seven. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, th- th- I think this defense for the Giants really made a statement in that game against Philly. Uh, John Beeson was, was a great pickup for this oh, team. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He definitely added that element. I think the Giants were probably – Missing, and then the extra week to get more acquainted with the team is only going to benefit them, for sure. Yeah, and uh, David Wilson, out for the season now. They officially named him out for the season, put him on injury uh, reserve. Disappointing. Disappointing. And Andre Brown expected to come back, and we remember what he did last year um, before he got hurt. So, And really, everybody was kind of hoping that it would be him and David Wilson coming into the mm-hmm. season. Now you get Brown back, Wilson's gone, so I guess it's just next man up. It's Jacobs and Hillis right now, which, right. you know, being Hillis, he kind of gave some credibility. Right, can't to forget about back, Hillis, yeah. You know? It'll be interesting how they make the pieces work on Sunday. I'm definitely going to be interested in that, but I think, as Kelly has here in the notes, the biggest part is absolutely going to be the air attack. Yeah, I, I mean, got to keep that going. The that's, way, that's the strength of this offense. And just, just the way Nick Foles uh, ripped apart – the Raiders' defense last game, seven touchdowns from Nick Foles. Picked I mean, him up in our league. That's uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who, who'd you beat, Bobby, right? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, Bobby was oh, furious about that. we get him in there that. for the fantasy report soon. He'll yeah. be pissed. Oh, yeah. So so <laughs> upset about that. But, uh, no, no. I mean, um, if Foles could do that with his receivers, you got Eli, who I, I think is definitely, definitely a better quarterback with better options. You have the game tape to see what made Philadelphia so successful against Oakland. I, I definitely see this – uh, being a good game for the Giants, yeah, good offensive output. I can definitely see it. It's kind of funny that the, the Giants did great on defense against the Eagles. The Eagles then go throw seven touchdowns against the Raiders, who will now face the Giants. It is ironic. It, it is. is ironic. Uh, I, I don't think you can say that you, – you can't necessarily say that Eli's going to have an amazing game just because Nick Foles did. I mean, any given Sunday in this league, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But it's a favorable matchup. It it's is. absolutely a favorable matchup. Uh, offensively for Oakland – Darren McFadden, I mean, he he's been an injury bug this he's, year. He's out. Right? Yeah, he's, I believe yeah, be I believe he Sunday. is out. So we're gonna have Rashad Jennings in there, who I mean, you know, I mean, you're not really relying on Rashad Jennings to get you a win. But yeah. Terrell Pryor, he's been pretty explosive this year. He had a, the longest touchdown run ever by a quarterback for 93 yards a few weeks ago. That was against the Steelers. But uh, I see the Giants winning this game. I mean, they're home. Oakland's got to travel across the country. They're, they're not a good enough team to travel across the country and win. No, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to have to agree with you, but I'm going to pay a little more attention to Terrell Pryor. I mean, the Giants, they do really struggle with the running quarterbacks. Yeah. You've seen it with uh, Cam Newton this year. Vic has always lit them up. And Pryor, you know, he's leading the NFL in quarterbacks in rushing yards, 485. So they're taking on the best running quarterback in the yeah. league. It's something that they struggle with. So I don't think it's going to be low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Oakland gets over 20 points. But I really think the Giants are, are going to have a good air attack. I think, you know, you could say like 35-21 win. I would definitely lean towards that for sure. But, uh, you, you know, it, it could be it could be a, a closer game than most people think just because of the dynamics of prior and how the Giants' defense works with a running quarterback. And looking at this division now, NFC East, I mean, I, I don't even know why we're talking about this, but <laughs> I, 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 somehow, somehow the Giants are, are still alive. And, you know, they're only still alive because this division is just God, it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just terrible. There's no consistency in this division. No one from this division is winning the wild card. That's just 
That's just plain no. and simple. No. If you're going to go to playoffs, it's going to be because you won the division. But, I mean, yeah. they still have one more game against the Cowboys, two against the Skins. They haven't even played the Redskins They play yet. the Packers, who most likely won't have Rodgers because it's in two. It's next week. Yeah, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the 18th. So, the, yeah, I can yeah. pretty much definitively say they won't have them, which that could be a huge break. Huge, huge break, break for this for the- team. If they can beat the Raiders, get some momentum, they, I, I, I you know, anything can happen, obviously, but – you know, if they can get some momentum going, they beat the Raiders and they beat the Packers, who will have uh, maybe Matt Flynn by next week, uh, and then you, you you square up against the Cowboys, and then that's a must win. That, you, yeah, you, uh, right. That does that does become because, a must win because that's the last uh, second to last. That's a two game swing yeah. right there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you would eliminate, you would essentially eliminate the the first game of the year if you're able to beat the Cowboys. So, I mean. I mean, let, let's I be let's be real. The Giants' remaining schedule is pretty tough. It is tough. It is tough. I mean, I mean, they have to face the Redskins, who uh, they've had trouble with in the past, even though they're having a bad season this year. You have to take on the Cowboys, who are the best team in the division right now. Packers, I mean, without Rodgers, that definitely right. helps definitely that does. game. But then you have the Seahawks; they're eight and one, and they are at home against the Seahawks, which which that, is which is nice. That's a Maybe. huge help. <laughs> but I mean, the Chargers are a good team. Lions are a good team. Yeah. There's no, there's no really no gimmies except for the Raiders this Sunday, which is why it has to be a good win for them. Yeah, when when uh, I remember one time, me and Kenny Ducey were doing the show uh, when they were zero and five, zero and I think when they when they when they were zero six, I think we did the show and we said, listen. Two, the two games on the schedule that they sh- that I that you expect them to win are the Vikings, which they did win, and the Raiders. So I mean, we're gonna have to see. Um, who do you think wins the division? I mean, ob- it won't be the Giants. I think it's safe to say that they won't win that division. I think I think it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I really do. I I, I you think the Eagles and the Cowboys? I think it's be- I think it's between those two. I mean, you really you really Eagles. You well, I, I'm not saying the Eagles will win the division, but I think it, if if you're going to pick, it's it's one of those two. I don't think the Giants have any business being in the conversation. I really don't. Well, you just got. I mean, the only thing that not right I, now. I'm, I'm, not the only right thing now. I'm looking at is Cowboys. The guys, the Saints. They have the Bears, and then they'll have the Packers when Aaron Rodgers is probably back, December fifteenth. Those are three tough listen, games. The only three tough listen, games. The Giants have dug themselves such a hole. Okay. They have to win four games in a row just to get to five hundred. Who knows what the cow the Cowboys could get hot in, in those four weeks? I mean, who you just you you I'm dig yourself saying, I'm not such saying it'll a be hole. The Giants. You dig yourself such a hole when you go zero and six that it is just so. That's why nobody makes the playoffs when you don't win. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just quote quote of the year. <laughs> that's why you don't make the playoffs if you don't win because. That is, Excellent. That's going on the back of our you T-shirts. Di- I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that. I mean it like you just did. They, they've dug themselves such a hole That's that true. even when you start to win, you still now you really have to rattle off, you know, a huge, huge, uh, you know, comeback. No, I'm I'm fine with uh, the Cowboys retaining the favorite. But I mean, I mean, they agree it. that. It, how could you not agree that it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys right now? Right now, because I don't know. The Eagles still have Lions, Bears. Packers. All right, but the Giants Cowboys. are Giants are two and six. I know. I don't I, forget the schedules. Just look at the records right now. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I just what I see out of the Eagles is not that impressive. I mean, Nick Foles is your starting starting quarterback. Yeah, he had that huge game against Oakland, but Matt Flynn also had a huge game with Packers that one game that said yeah. Packers records. And now look at him; he's a journeyman. You know, it doesn't mean much. And well, that, uh, that being he he that was the one game that Rodgers couldn't start because of a concussion. I mean, Matt Flynn was not going to be the answer in Green Bay. No, ever. no, but I'm not saying like it's not like he's gone to a different team. Got another team picked him up and was like, yeah, let's do this. And he's like mm. succeeded there. Yeah, it was just one of those games. So I don't know why he hasn't gotten a chance. I'm just not huge on somebody the does. 
I mean, <laughs> somebody somebody knows something about Matt Flynn that we don't. To, for him to get released by the Bills, and how they ironic, Jeff how, Tool how, how over ironic him. would it be if uh, Cal, if the Packers have to pick him up again? That well, they worked him, him out. They worked him out uh, yesterday, I believe. So Why it's not, not far fetched. He was he, he did Cynical well the last Wallace? time. I mean, oh no, you can't have. Oh my you can't god, have Wallace be the backup. No, 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 no. Not over Flynn. You, you, yeah, I would pick Flynn, but that's just my reason. I think Cowboys are a strong favorite. Second is, is I don't is think a, there's a, a strong up. there's not a strong favorite, but. Yes, Cowboys are the favorite. Okay. I think it's between them and the Eagles. All right, let's move on. The team going into the bye week, the Jets. And for our weekly Jets report, Chris Venezia. After getting pummeled in what was their worst game of the season in Cincinnati, the Jets turned things around and had arguably their most impressive W so far this year. New York took down the New Orleans Saints 26-20 in front of those home fans. Head coach Rex Ryan called it a great performance on both sides of the ball. All I know is I got a, a team that, that believes and will fight to the end, find a way. And that's really what we did. It was just a, a, a great team effort, pride of that, that this Jet team, and that's why we won. The front seven for the Jets played terrific giving Drew Brees no time to get comfortable in the pocket. Defensive end Quentin Copels had a monster tackle in the backfield on a Saints fourth and one late in the game, but he didn't want Gangreen's D to take all the credit for the win. And, uh, we got to get out there and take care of business and do things do things the jet way. And uh, we trust the game plan. Uh, offense gave us another chance to go out there and make a big stop. And then we, that's what we did and then make sure we got the ball back to them. After throwing three pick sixes in two straight games, quarterback Geno Smith played smart by not turning the football over. He didn't look all that great throwing the football, completing just eight passes, but he did manage to find the end zone with the legs. The Jets are now 5-4, exceeding all expectations coming into this season. Their next opponent is the bye week, and since New York hasn't won two games in a row all season long, Rex Ryan says it probably won't go too well. We're going to lose to the bye week. I mean, there's no question we're going to lose that game. I can tell you that right now and, you know, whatever, but uh, hopefully we'll get back around and it'll be a time to win. But we're, we're going to lose that game. With the... Report, I'm Chris Venezia. Oh, you gotta love the Jets. I mean, still, still trying to keep it loose and funny. Yeah, you, you know, Rex win. Ryan, we're we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose it by way. That's a great quote. <laughs> I, mean, I know Patrick Burns back there behind the glass loved that. Oh you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Patriot the resident fan, Patriots fan, but he's got <laughs> nothing, nothing to worry about. I mean, seven and two. You got a, a solid two game lead in the division right now. No, nothing, nothing. You really, lead? you have nothing to worry about. Two games isn't that solid. When the Jets are in second, I mean, I I think that I think the Patriots are safe. I really do, uh, as far as that division. Do you know but what, do you know what the Jets' remaining schedule is? I I know we we didn't talk about in the like pre, we probably the should we probably should just, take a just, look. Just, just look at it. They're still got to face the they're Bills. Tu- they're literally their toughest remaining team is the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> that's it. That's that, it. That's unbelievable. Because then you have the Dolphins at 500 with wow. everything going on. Wow. There. What a that's, what a schedule. What a schedule. And for everyone who's not aware, it's Bills. Who are bad? Ravens. <laughs> who are bad? Dolphins with who, everything going on. Yep. Raiders not good. No. Nope. Panthers. At the Panthers. Only team over five hundred. Browns <laughs> and Dolphins. Wow, they face one team over five hundred. I mean, that is it. You may not be safe, Patrick. Not. They could literally. I mean, they. Wow. They could literally go six and one over these next seven weeks. They won't. They could. They won't. 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying it is a mathematical probability that it could. You can put my head on a silver platter and take it through the streets if they go six and one. All right. Are, are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> I, I that's a huge that's a huge if statement. They go six. It's the NFL, okay? Teams come to play every Sunday. In I the know, NFL. but just look at how bad these remaining schedule. These let's remaining talk about. Are. Let's talk more about the Jets. Um, Unbelievable win. I mean, I I still can't believe yeah. that they won that game. And Geno Smith had eight completions. <laughs> Chris Ivory is uh, is probably right now the number one back. I remember way way back, way back when me and Kenny Ducey after the Jets beat the Falcons, we had a conversation about those two running backs, and Kenny Ducey told me that Bilal Powell was the number one back. Not anymore. No, definitely not. It's definitely the Chris Ivory show right now. I yeah. mean, he's he's just been an animal. One hundred and thirty nine yards, one touchdown. Really putting the team on his back during that game, and you said it, Mac. There, I don't think there was a single person who who, who would have picked the Jets over the Saints. Not so much because the Saints are, you know, a very good team, and the Jets are just like they were like mediocre heading into it. But just because of how they played against Cincinnati the week before, I mean, you if, never if Andy know. Dalton carved, that, that's why up I'm the saying Jets they like won't that. go six and one because this team is is. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're on but a you know seesaw what? right now. They were on the seesaw, winning a game, losing a game and such, but I think the bye week just wipes will, will away wipe the seesaw. And they wipe it away winner. the seesaw, and they just become winners. Oh, man, I, I, I don't know. It, the NFL is so, I, I wish so I lo- unpredictable. I wish I looked at this and like looked at what the remaining record is of their opponents because, I oh, mean, yeah. it's clearly it's well over under 500. Oh, yeah, well under 500. Um, but the NFL, Nolan, I, I think this year it's just been so unpredictable. So, so and, – and we know it, it's always unpredictable, but I think this year so much more unpredictable than than in years past. Um, and the Jets are a perfect example. That's true. That is a good point. Nick Folk, the note that Kelly gave us on, on our on our sheet here, how awesome is Nick Folk? For real, though, how awesome is it? That, that's all she said. Um and this Jets defense, how awesome is just this Jets defense? Rex Ryan is a brilliant defensive mind. I mean, there's nothing else you can really say. They are a, a top five defense in this league right now. Without looking at the stats, I can tell you they probably are. No, they are. I mean, the the way if I mean if you watch the game, Drew Brees had to burn through the team's first three timeouts, the, the team's three timeouts in the first quarter. I mean, he was flustered. I mean, Drew Brees. And this is not know, ju- this is not Jason Campbell. This is not Jeff yeah. Tool. This, this is, is not the Hall EJ of Fame Manuel. This is Drew Brees. Getting getting flustered by that. But we were talking about Nick Folk. He leads the league with twenty three field goals, and then he's the only one who's perfect. A hundred percent. Twenty three for twenty three. Wow. Long of fifty though. Not that long. No, no. He he's never he's never a guy who kicks very who can kick long field goals very confidently. But hey, man, Jets are. Riding high after the bye week, and you know, as a Jet fan, you have to take this right now. I mean, you have, you know, you will. This is house money. I think, you know, if I if I told you absolutely after nine weeks, five and four with wins over the Patriots, (laughs) the Falcons, the Saints. Yeah, I mean. There's, there's no way you can go like God, seven and nine and, and be under and be disappointed with the season. No. I mean, you came in ranked behind the Jaguars going into the season. You were supposed to be the worst. They were supposed to be the that worst is unreal. team. Looking back, in the how league. how can somebody put the Jaguars ahead of the Jets? Yeah, I, I don't know how the, that was ha- how that happened, but it was obviously a stupid. Uh, did they move. think Blaine Gabbert was going to turn into Peyton Manning or something? I mean, no, abs- I, I mean it was unbelievable, but. 
even if they go seven and nine, even you know, six and ten, it would be disappointing. But I mean, like you, you look at it and think this team was supposed to get one or two wins. Huge season, regardless. Couple of things that I'm looking forward to for the Jets that they that they need to, you know, need to fix moving forward. Geno Smith, uh, you know, eventually he'll find his consistency. Whatever, rookie, you know, I, I chalk it up to him being a rookie. He, he, it, you know, he he's getting the lay of the land in this league. He's, you know, mistakes are going to be made. He's not. He's just not going to be consistent yet. But he will get better. He can be better if he has weapons. I've said this so many times. I've said I said this last year about the Jets. They need offensive weapons. They need offensive skill players. Even when Mark Sanchez was on this team, they were very limited. And now you have Greg Salas, Zach Sudfeld. I mean, Santonio yeah. Holmes, Geno Smith, a rookie quarterback who is not necessarily you know that talented of a he passer. Was, he was Andrew Luck. Let's let's put it that way, like heading in. You know, he wasn't that highly regarded as like a quarterback. Right, you, you right, know? right. When you're not as highly regarded, you're going to need somebody that's going to help you out. And I think Santonio Holmes, if he comes back after the bye week, if he makes that comeback, he he's going to be the big weapon for Smith that we saw in the Buffalo game. Now, Mac, what, you, what you've been saying has been like pretty eerie for me. I'd love if uh, Kelly Colt is our producer back there, diehard Jets fan, could like uh, add into this. But it sounds so much like what people were saying about Mark Sanchez. Just, just you know, hey, the kid's a winner. He's got the great the defense. You know, he's a rookie. He'll learn. Like, it's just so you're, reminiscent. You're, you're right. You're it's right. Just it so is, it, Nolan, it's it absolutely spooky, right? is really eerie of the whole Mark Sanchez thing. Like we said, when Sanchez came into the league, too, you look at Chris Ivory. They had Thomas Jones and Mark yeah, Sanchez right. started they off. They had a pound, ground and pound running game. Great defense. Exactly. That, same now thing they have Bilal Powell. They had LT back then. It yep. does look eerily similar. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like we go like, oh, you know, Gino, he only completed eight passes, but we won the game. Yeah. Like, like that is that is not you're good. Gonna you know, you're gonna you're gonna need, need him to do, to do better. better than that in the future. You know, and it's just gonna be interesting to see. Like, imagine if the Jets have another like two year run of just like great runs and, and then, then it just collapses again. But, but see, you know, it's, you just, it's just like this wave. It's just like ahead. building up be, and crashing. You have to be in the here and now. You have to be in the present. And the present is this team is five and four with a rookie quarterback. Okay, I, I, I. I, I they they may have been in the same place in Mark Sanchez's first year. I don't know. I don't remember. Then yeah. they're they certainly are a very similar similar looking team. But that's just you know that's just the cards that this team has been dealt. Well, Max, speaking of present, Pat just looked it up back here for us. And the Jets' remaining opponents. Oh, here we uh, go. Their their what was I say? Their record is twenty six and thirty three. The remaining record wow. for their opponents. Wow. Whoa, whoa, and that's over seven games. Thank you, Pat, for looking that up. I mean, that really. I mean, that's why. I think this this is a strong contender for the division. I think is is a clear runaway, and I think wild card is definitely approachable just because of how easy the remaining schedule is. I don't think they're going to win the division. I'm sorry. I just I just think that the Patriots will turn. They they're starting to turn it on now. They're starting to you know be more consistent. They took care of the Steelers. I just I, I think you have to focus on the wild card right now. No, I mean that's a fair point. Yeah. All right. All right. Let let's move on. Let's talk more general NFL. Because um, we we have to talk about the two coaches um, that uh, are taking leaves of absences this week, uh, John Fox in Denver with the near heart attack. He has aortic valve replacement surgery, uh, and he is he 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 is actually released from the hospital today, so he is back home, hopefully resting comfortably. And then Gary Kubiak collapsing at halftime on the Sunday night game. Un- unbelievable. That, that, that happened both. Both the in the same, same week. Or same week, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, really. very, very 
bizarre and and you just uh you know do you think that just has to deal with like the stress of being in the nfl no, it could be i mean like... well obviously these guys both had health problems i mean yeah. obviously you know there was a history there was some some kind of health problem with these two but i, I guarantee you you know their situations uh as nfl head coaches didn't do anything to help matters yeah and what's tough is the Texans, you know, they were dominating the Colts up until that happened. You yeah. know, you, you twenty one nothing it was at a point. Yeah. I mean, you lose your play caller, you lose yeah. your head coach, and they just they just crumble. So yeah, definitely I mean, obviously I'm not blaming Kubiak here, but I'm just no. saying it's a tough it was just a really tough day but for But I Houston. think they lost the game because Kubiak wasn't no, there absolutely. calling the plays. No, you as can, the I, play caller. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean I mean you can just look at it, what happened between them leading by so much and then them losing the yep. game was the coach leaving. But so that's obviously going to be just another bad thing for the Texans. Really fell well under expectations this year. But um, if if you're Denver, you know how wonderful. Like you can't imagine a better quarterback to have than if your head coach is down. <laughs> oh man! I, I mean, to have Payne Manning as the second head coach out there, another field general. Yeah. I, I mean, it will be interesting to see if they miss a beat. You yeah. Know, coming up on. And then you Sunday. have Jack Del Rio taking over there, and you know they're also lucky in that they have him, who's got head coaching experience, coach mm-hmm. the Jaguars. For ten years and had a winning record in Jacksonville. That, that should be like something that goes in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but like, I don't think like he, that should that should be part of his. If Hall I'm of Fame not mistaken, I'm almost a hundred percent on this one that he never made the playoffs because Peyton Manning was in the division with him and obviously was doing unbelievable things with the Colts. So the Jaguars were were never in the playoff. I think, I think Coughlin was the only one who brought them to. The yeah, I'm almost almost positive they never made the playoffs, but he had a winning record. So you know, Del Rio certainly. You know the number one option to man the ship there in Denver. You bring in Wade Phillips in Houston, um, and well, I mean, what can you really say? I mean, they're they're clearly not in any kind of comp- competition this year. I mean, that that was essentially their Super Bowl there Sunday night yeah. home against the Colts, yeah. first uh, home start for Case Keenum, and Case Keenum looked pretty good. I mean, he's probably the future of this team at quarterback. It's a shame for Matt Schaub. Really, yeah, he, it is he a got real a shame. Tough break, for I mean, sure. you know, and that—that's just what the NFL is these days. I mean, the Texans are coming into last year, uh, and then you know, midway through last year, Super Bowl contenders. You know, one A, one B was you know what was them, uh, and, and you know the Broncos were obviously up there. Uh, Patriots were up there, but I mean, you know, they—they they were one. Of, they were you know one of the top teams, if not the top team in football last year. Coming that, into this who year, the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah absolutely. Texans yeah, coming yeah. into this year had pretty much the same thing. I mean, they really didn't didn't lose too many players coming from last year. They were pretty much the same team. Schaub does what he does with the pick sixes. He's done, gets hurt. Foster's hurt. Foster's ha- hurt. I believe he's actually out this week. They're at Arizona. He is, yeah, he is out this week. And just like that, you're in rebuilding mode. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah in it, less than a season. Yeah, and, it, and you know, you, you see that. And you see the same thing with the Falcons. You know, two teams that easily. Like, yeah. If, if we fast forward, yeah. if we fast forwarded from Week One to the Super Bowl and was like, "Oh, Texans versus Falcons," I would not be surprised whatsoever. No. I would be like, "Oh, okay, like that makes sense." They were right. really good last year. I mean, the only now, good thing—they're both two and six. The only good like, thing for the Falcons going for them is that they still have their quarterback. I mean, they still have Matt Ryan, who is still a very good quarterback in this league. So I wouldn't say they're as they're in as much of a rebuilding mode. No, they're not rebuilding as the Texans are, um, but. Steven Jackson is, is you know, he gets hurt all the time. Julio Jones out the season. So this season is certainly over for the Falcons. But yeah. going into next year, I think these two will have different mindsets going into next year. More of like they have something to prove. Chip yeah. on the shoulder. Yeah. Like. Okay. yeah. I can yeah. see that. 
Um, real quick before we get to the fantasy segment, Aaron Rodgers, we, we talked about a little bit. Mm, yeah. That's a huge blow. A huge yeah. blow because the AFC North, NFC North, excuse me, is probably the most competitive division in football this year without looking at any other divisions, the standings, because you have the Lions, the Packers, and the Bears. They're all five and all three. All at five and three. Yeah. Unreal. That division is wide open right now, and you pretty much take the Packers out of it. I mean, assuming they don't get Rodgers back uh, until a well, month Well, I think they now. said he's going to miss three weeks. Yeah, I mean, three that, that's, weeks with a backup quarterback, that could be three losses. That could that's be three it. losses, and it may be more. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, we, yeah, who knows how much longer uh, Rodgers is going to be out. And, uh, yeah, it, and you know, you have the Bears with Cutler going down. Remarkably, he's coming back this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone thought that he was going to be out for like a who, month. Who do you like in that division? I, it's, I think it's right now – Take the Packers out of it. Who do you like between the Bears and the Lions? I, that, I, that's a, I, that's I, such a crap, a crap shoot for I, me. I really think that whoever wins on Sunday because the Lions and just Bears be, just are just for the sheer fact of they'll have the better, you know, they'll yeah, they'll, they'll have, have the leg up yeah, in the division. Yeah. Whoever wins this Sunday will definitely have the the advantage. In there is division, for sure. no, there is zero consistency between the Lions and the Bears. They no, none of those teams can win consistently. The Bears, I think, started three and zero this year under the new head coach Stressman. Then they started losing. The Lions were never consistent this year. Somehow they're five and three. It's going to be a Fun, <laughs> somehow, fun, fun uh, final uh, yeah, uh, so few months of the football. season here. So many close division. Leagues, yeah, definitely. Yeah, NFC East, NFC North. Uh, you know, Panthers are make it interesting in the, in the NFC South. Unbelievable what the Panthers are doing, and they go into what could be They're a game back behind the scenes. They, well, yeah, <laughs> they they walk into a buzzsaw this weekend in San Francisco. So we'll see if they can contend with that. Uh, let's move on now to our fantasy report. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. Who are the best picks around the NFL, you say? Well, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, Bobby. <laughs> this is by far my most favorite segment of this show. Nick Love the same, fantasy is, yeah, segment. I was going to say the same Foles. guy you're about to talk about is number one on my list of Believe It or Not. And it's probably, you probably don't believe it. No, do you want no, to tell I the do. listeners and, why? And can you, can you agree? Can you not? Even though you got the win because of oh. his ridiculous performance last week against me. Can you do you not agree oh, with I me? I totally then? agree with you. He's yeah. not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything remotely close <laughs> no, to that not again. At all. Only three touchdowns. I'm starting uh, Stafford over him probably this week. Only three times in NFL history has a quarterback thrown seven touchdowns on the road. That's it. That's why, in a way, I'm kind of mad that he did that because now it's like, oh, do I start Foles who threw seven touchdowns last week or do I start Stafford? It becomes kind of like a no, mind game. No, it doesn't. Not even with Stafford. Yeah, you was, probably start it Stafford was, over him. Uh, it's not even a question if yeah. it's Stafford. If it was like Andy even, Dalton. If it was like Andy Dalton, then maybe it's, then it's supposed goals, to be. But, but I ahead, mean, Bobby, whether you believe it or in, not. In in his week seven game against Dallas, just for to break it down even further. Oh, God, he was so bad After in that he game. broke out for three TDs against the Bucs, this is when everybody was like, oh, man, yeah, he's yeah. the new starter. Right, you know? right. He was 11 for 29. <laughs> Without wow. he only his passing average the distance two point eight yards <laughs> two point eight yards wow. and he that had a rating awful. of forty six points that is a I mean doozy. that's terrible that's and you know what I listened to actually some of uh, what Nick Foles was saying this week and they the media the media still talks to him about that game they because still talk to him was, about the Dallas everybody game, but, everybody was always calling for Matt Barkley in, in that game in, in comparison to the Dallas game was. like that that's the benchmark for him this year when no, every even after he honestly, seven touchdowns this is the team you think will win the NFC honestly did, no, <laughs> no I didn't say that I said that they are have a better chance than the Giants do just because they have a four and five record Giants are two and six I'm sorry Nick, about Nick Foles' performance last week. Is got to be in the top three most shocking fantasy oh, performances. Without, ever. I mean, question. it was just 
where did that come from? So, so crazy. Moving on, uh, but staying with the Eagles, uh, Riley Cooper, five catches, 139 yards, three TDs. Nobody benefited from that bizarre performance more than Riley Cooper. But <laughs> I, I, I don't believe in him going forward either. You're I taking mean, the easy way out because you're just picking everybody on the Eagles and saying you don't believe in them <laughs> because of what how, happened last how week. How can you that Chip Kelly <laughs> offense has been all over the you place? you got to believe in Deshaun Jackson, though. I mean, of he's, course he's I believe. Legit. He's the only – him and LaShawn McCoy are the only two, right, yeah, the only right, two legit guys mm-hmm. on Kelly's team. boy, LaShawn. Um, <laughs> Marlon Brown, Ravens wide receiver, five catches, 54 yards, two TDs. Nope. Why not? Why not? Who, who else do they have in Baltimore? I don't like ball. I don't like Joe Flacco. Oh, so I don't, so don't like, like any of their oh, okay. receivers. Right, really, fair fair, I mean, if I had to, obviously, Torrey Smith is the guy I'm starting with a gun to my head. But I don't like any of them. <laughs> I don't like any of them. They're another, they're very kind of. That's another Nolan like. If I told you at the beginning of the season the Ravens would be this bad. Yeah, if they would be three and five. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, we knew they lost a lot of people, but geez, God. Yeah, but no, and but now they have no running game. Ray Rice yeah. is struggling, so, so the passing Jeez. game gets even worse because yeah, of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Case Keenum. You know, 350 yards, three TDs against the Colts last week, but absolutely not. I mean, he's a rookie <laughs> quarterback. He's a rookie yeah. quarterback, and, you know, can't believe in him. You're, you're not getting big on him? No, no, absolutely not. And even after the season's over, he wouldn't have he won't have a full season on his You'll see against this week, against the Cardinals, he'll be brought down to size real quick, real quick. Uh, and last but not least, Jericho Cotri, seven catches, 96 yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns. No way. I start, no I'm starting way. him this Nobody week. Nobody on my in, list this league. week am I believing in. And it's because there were some wacky, and I mean wacky, out of the ordinary performances. Wacky inflatable arm I mean, just man. that you can't, you can't look at them and go, oh, yeah, I think that says something about No, no you really can't. It's just fluke. You know. So it is a fluke. You're right. Uh, I was so mad because I had Antonio <laughs> Brown in another league. He gets one touchdown. Jericho Cotri gets three. Come on, Jericho Cotri's on the trading block. If anyone is interested, in <laughs> no one. I know no he one told me about trade, the trade he? he offered you, and I was like, no points. That was a week. terrible trade. Like, <laughs> no, that it was not a terrible trade. Forty percent of his points it's came pretty, last week. You no. all right? Just for Eddie everybody Lacey, listening. If you ever involve a kicker in the trade, that's <laughs> a signifier that it is a terrible trade. Why do you have a kicker that only has 45 points then? Huh? Oh, oh, who cares? <laughs> what do you mean, who cares? Those are valuable points no, that you need. No, <laughs> kickers don't mean anything. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh that could God. be the difference between winning and losing. Right, right but you have no way of right knowing really whether can't. your kicker is going to get you 15 points or one. It is really? completely. They, you they, could have upgraded at two coin. positions. Oh, That's all on. I'm gonna they say. Don't, kickers don't decide their fate. Oh my god. That's goodness. all I'm gonna say. I'm glad you agree <gasps> with me on this, Mac. I'm very okay, glad that. But you who agree. has like the best record out of this table? We're tied. We're tied, sure Nolan. We're tied. We're tied. We both have. No, no, actually, no. I'm, I'm six, six and oh, three. So okay. I'm six and three. I started the Redskins. He actually has a better record. I started the Redskins defense last night. Ugh. The reason you're also six and three is because you beat me last week because yeah. of Nick Foles. Right. Well, I don't actually. Let's I'm be not fair. Sure if it was I started of Nick the. Foles. Ra- I started. The, I fully did not believe in Nick Foles last week, and I got burned because of it. Yeah. Because I started the Raiders D, and they got me negative like twelve points. <laughs> not only did I start Foles against him, who started the Raiders That's D? Awful. Right. That's so, so I got bad. I got as burned as you could get by oh, that performance. Man. Nobody. I, I was at the Nick game actually with Kenny Ducey on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. And I I look at my phone to check you know the fantasy yep. scores, and I just see Nick Foles. I was like. <laughs> 40, that's a typo. That's a typo. <laughs> like, there's no way he threw for seven touchdowns. I was like, that's a glitch. ESPN will fix it when I get Going home. into that game, and I just, I, I'm just I, thinking what? to myself, just just don't. Just get 15 yes, points, just, right? Just, just, just get, just, like, 
yeah. 15 points. Just get the I'll regular 15 yeah. to 20 that a quarterback yeah. gets every week. Just just get me what Stafford was getting me and, and walk out, and I'll release and, him. And, and you got <laughs> And now I can't release him. I mean, that's it's just insane. Um, You want him, Nolan? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I'll trade you him and squeeze him. Guys, we got to move on to the I'm guys sorry. I like Go this Go ahead. Week. I'm sorry. Right. So at QB, the guys I like, uh, Terrell Pryor at the Giants. Look, this is a guy that has a high floor, okay? He doesn't have a supremely high ceiling, but – He's never thrown up less than single digit. Like he's never thrown up single digit fantasy points. He's always gotten double digits. He's a running threat. The Giants have a, you know, very bad pass defense. I, I think he has a very good game against the Giants. Oh, um, all right. Jake Locker against the Jags. It's the Jags. Um, but I think oh, I also stuck Jake him in Locker. there. But I stuck him in. Yeah, but just because he had a bad performance against your Rams, no, he's, ba- he's not a good no, fantasy quarterback. No, no, no he's I'm not. St- but it's the Jags. It's the Jags, and with guys on bye, I think he gets you two in touchdowns. a bye week. He's gonna in a get bye you week, two touchdowns this week. Yeah. And I think I'll, because I'll of that, okay. you, can you I? Yeah, can I just say sure. Vic is out for me. Alex Smith is on the bench, so I picked up Jake Walker, and yeah. he's facing the Jags. And, and that's as good of Alex Smith. That's as good of a bye. Alex Smith is your starting quarterback. It was supposed to be Vic, but he got hurt. Oh God. All right, go ahead. So you really? Oh, you I'll didn't? Give did you, you hear about? Yeah, honestly, I don't want. Did you hear the on? Did you hear the apology last week that I had to give to Nolan? What was because the apology? I told, I told him to start. This is never going to end, by the way. <laughs> this is going to be a running theme for the rest of the NFL season <laughs> of this show. But um, I I told Nolan yeah. to start Mike Vick <laughs> instead of Alex Smith uh, against the Giants. Against the Giants. Because I did not believe Mike Vick no, was going he, to get pulled. He, <laughs> because I knew as soon as Mike Vick got pulled from the game, he got Chip hurt Kelly in that wasn't, game. He wasn't. Well, benched. He got re-injured. No, he got yeah, benched. Re- but but he couldn't play because he was hurt. That's why. Yeah, That's but why Chip no, but, Kelly should have told him, Bobby, "You should stay out there because if you come out, we're chances are possibly giving up the season because we're going to lose this game Bob, in a divisional but game." But Bobby promised me. <laughs> he was so adamant, and he promised me that Vic would not be pulled from that game. But it's not, not like I told him game. to start Vic over no, Tom no. Brady. I told him to start Vic over Alex Smith. And guess what I happened? The point but differential. Lost of it. The point differential would have given me a win against Kenny DeJean, the <sighs> undefeated team. Oh, I'm mad at you for that too, yeah. Bobby. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, but that's yeah. was I insane for giving that advice to Nolan? It wasn't no, you advice. weren't insane. You instructed me to. You <laughs> yelled at me to. This was not advice. You were just like, um, yeah, I mean, I guess start Vic. You were like, you will start Vic <laughs> over Alex And you Smith. will like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to running backs. Um, Zach Stacy against Indianapolis. I mean, the guy's a beast, he and is. he is the entire Rams yeah, offense. Yeah, he is the Rams he offense. He is the Rams offense, so he's going to get – 30 touches a game. It's good. We're seeing our he's, he's Hopefully, he's the future. Uh, well, hopefully, they don't burn him out because of, you know, just give him too yeah. many touches. Uh, Eddie Lacy against Philly. Philly's defense is terrible. And because Ooh, Sen- that could be a shootout. And because Seneca Wallace is under center, you got to believe they you go to the well yeah. a lot more. Yeah, actually, that won't be a shootout because of Seneca Wallace. Yeah, but go yeah. ahead. Um, DeMarco Murray against New Orleans. Did you see what Chris Ivory did last week? And I think the Saints are going to have a handful dealing with Des Bryant, Terrence Williams, all the Dallas receivers. Yeah. I, I think DeMarco Murray puts up a nice game against New Orleans. Uh, running backs I don't like, Trent Richardson against St. Louis. Boy, there there aren't too many sadder storylines this year that, that Trent is. Richardson, C.J. Spiller. And it's even Ray sadder Rice. with Trent yeah. Richardson because of how good the Colts right. are. Yeah, and no, everybody definitely. was so excited after that trade. Like, oh, this is going to benefit him. That was like him. landscape changing. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're still huge. excellent. I mean, he's failed to reach 3.2 yards per carry for five for the fifth time in the last six games. Against the Colts. How like, are they this good is, without, without, really without a good running game? It's, wow. it's really bad. 
Uh, ben Jarvis, Green Ellis against Ravens. If you did not see Giovanni Bernard's run last week, yeah. you need to go watch it on YouTube. Okay, I have to Gio start, is I taking have, over. I have to start Ben Jarvis in one, one of my leagues because I don't have anybody else. But like, you you would agree that oh, yeah. Gio is yes. the guy going Yes. Forward. And last but not least, Steven Jackson against Seattle. Ugh. I just don't think there's anything left in the tank. No, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad to see I a I think we're seeing a running back down. at the end of his career. And uh, a team that, in fairness, I think their their hopes are oh yeah they're, they're done. done they're done. Um, wide receivers that I like this week: Antonio Brown. He's a target machine, and the Bills' defense has allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing wide. Unless Ben season. decides to uh, have a nice meeting with Jericho Cotri <laughs> again, I think Cotri's going to be high this week. Oh, yeah, oh. Well, yeah, because you own Jericho Cotri, but no. Uh, <laughs> Jordy Nelson against Philly. You know, yes, even with Wallace you- at at, at QB. Guess who allows the top most fantasy points to wide receivers? That would be the Eagles. Uh, and Keenan Allen against Denver. That's a shootout game, and he's become Philip Rivers' favorite target, even more so than Antonio Gates. So that is such a shootout game. Uh, he's been a monster. Um, wide receivers, I don't like Marvin Jones. Remember when he caught four touchdowns? You do. If you do, yeah. well, you're gonna forget it after this week. That's my opinion. Yeah, this the, the <laughs> offense had a tough game against. Uh, I mean, if Miami. you saw Andy Dalton last week, it's it's bad. Um, Mike Wallace, he hasn't scored since week two, and oh he's going up against Revis. No way should you be starting Mike Wallace. Uh, you should start Jericho Cotri over Mike Wallace. Speaking of Jericho wow. Cotri, he's also the last guy on my list that I don't like. Last week was a fluke. It was. And uh, if still you a think, good matchup, you, though. Still a decent matchup. Uh, that's why I'm starting. I'm starting him over if, Tavon Austin. Okay, that's. I mean, that's understandable, but. Really, really keep your projections in check. Uh, tight ends I like. Antonio Gates against Denver. We already mentioned that. Uh, Martellus Bennett. Cutler's back. He's going to benefit the most out of anybody on that team. Uh, tight ends I don't like. Garrett Graham against Arizona. Look, Case Keenum, he's bad. The only guy he's ever going to look for is Andre. Too. Yeah, and <laughs> tight ends I don't. And last but not least, uh, Jared Cook. Did you know he got a TD last week? You did, Mac. I bet you you did, but I'm pretty sure yeah, everybody else didn't. He's going to continue to be irrelevant, and yeah. I, I wouldn't start him. That's it. All right, Bobby, thanks Bobby. for the always, always the fans good report. Always definitely. a fun time. Let's uh, get to everybody's favorite segment, the picks. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. All right, here we go. Giants, Raiders. I said Giants. No one said Giants. Bobby? I got to go with the Giants because, you know, West teams coming east, they never do well. Yeah, I got to go with the Giants as well. Yeah, definitely feeling Giants. Find the glass. Patrick is going Giants. Kelly also going Giants. Julian? I I think he's gone. Give me Big Blue. Big Blue. Big Blue. All right. I'm going with the bye week to beat the Jets. Everybody else, bye week. All right, <laughs> bye week beats the Jets. All right, next game, Detroit at Chicago. Man, what what a great game this is going to be. Jay Cutler coming back. Ah, oh, it's so tough. I'm going Chicago. I'm going to go field. Detroit Motown. My it's a, it's a crap shoot. This game's a crap Be- shoot. Before I came in here, I flipped a coin in the back of the studio <laughs> for this game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a coin Head, flip. And, and heads, coin heads with Chicago what came a, out heads, so I'm going with Chicago. What an expert. Okay. <laughs> Patrick going Chicago, Kelly going Chicago, Jewel. You guys better double check that. I'm going Detroit. <laughs> Reggie Bush gonna beat Chicago. Who's this Dude, guy? That's my Lions kid. Grilling right the uh, the hamburgers on the aeroplane. All right, next game: Carolina at San Francisco. I think uh, Cam Newton walks into a buzzsaw. This could be a good game maybe in the first half. I'm going 49ers. Yeah, I'm gonna just take San Francisco just because they're home. Same. 
In the back, we got Patrick going San Fran. Kelly going Carolina riding wow. Cam Newton. Sweet Carolina. Okay. Cam Newton and uh, and Colin Kaepernick actually roomed together at the NFL uh, Senior Combine when they were in college. Julian. Cap beats Cam. All right. That, that's that, that's you can't put it any uh, any better there. Cincinnati at Baltimore. I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think Baltimore maybe starts to, you know, get some some momentum going down the home stretch of the season. And Cincinnati kind of reeling after that game against uh, Miami. No one? Yeah, um, Baltimore's done nothing to impress me. I'm going to have to go with Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, You're right you on that. saw Andy Dalton's horrendous performance last week, I believe that continues. I'm going with Baltimore. All right, behind the glass, Patrick going with Cincinnati. Kelly going also with Cincinnati. Julian. Hard to believe that the Ravens, if they lose this game, will have six losses on the season. Unbelievable. I think they do. Cincinnati, mm. Andy Dalton. Oh, all right. Buffalo at Pittsburgh, another doozy of a game. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, EJ Manuel is, I think he's actually coming back. I think it's definite no, that he's he is, coming he back. Yeah. I'll go Buffalo. I'll go Buffalo on the road. Yeah, I like EJ Manuel coming back. Him and Stevie Johnson have a great uh, have a great relationship. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Did you guys eat breakfast this morning? Are you? Are no, you I don't eat clearly? breakfast. So. Are you thinking clearly? No, it's Pittsburgh. Are you, are you, All right, go pick up Nick Foles. It's buddy. not that. It's not like that much of a of a, of a like an easy pick, Bobby. I, like Pittsburgh, cheese put up a decent amount of points against the Patriots. Uh, I, I, and Buffalo is terrible. I don't buy that. Buffalo yeah. finds ways to lose games. Can, They're one can, of those teams. They just find a way to lose. Well, okay, with, with, but, Jeff, okay. with Jeff Tool, you find a way to lose a game. Okay, EJ Manuel is actually somewhat of a starting quarterback in this league. Definitely. Buffalo for Patrick. Buffalo for Kelly. Julian. Ooh. I have to take the Steelers on this one. It's tough. Uh, Steelers are at home. They've given up the most points in franchise history last week to the Patriots. You know Mike Tomlin's going to whip his boys into shape. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Oh, man. He is. I, I, I'm not even going to try to imitate Mike Tomlin. All right. <laughs> Patrick with the upset. We'll start with Patrick. Going with Tampa Bay over Miami. This is an upset okay. only because Tampa Bay does not have a win this year. That's the only yeah, reason why this is an upset. We will let you go on that one, buddy. They're getting only three points. Uh, we will we will let you go on that one. Kelly's upset. Houston over Arizona. That is a crime. Nolan, an you, have the, you have the floor, disgrace. Nolan. The fact that you are picking the Cardinals <laughs> as a favorite in any game should not be allowed. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, well, she's picking Houston for the record, but the fact that the Cardinals are well, the no, favorite. That's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah, no, think that's the favorite. It shouldn't happen. I agree. Bobby, who's, who are you picking with your upside? Uh, I'm going with all home teams this week, so I'm going with Atlanta over Seattle. I think Seattle's <laughs> gotten incredibly lucky over their past couple of games, and I just think they don't get lucky this week. Well, join the crew, me and Nolan. Both going with Atlanta. <laughs> we did not plan this, people. We did we, not plan this. We're definitely going I with Hotland. And I think I speak for the for all three of us when I say that Seattle could be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, they're, they're still Seattle. They've had some Russell ugly, Wilson's had still some getting the job done, wins. but Just listen, very ugly they, wins. they beat the Bucks by three, Rams by five, Cards by 12, Titans by seven. Ooh. Not exactly good teams, not exactly they're in, big They're wins. in Atlanta, and the fans will still show up for that game. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. All right. All right. Julian, oh, how can we forget? Upset. Are you guys gonna if I say take the Eagles over the Packers, is that an upset? Even though they're only oh, favored man. by one, that's not an upset. No, no, right, just no. by Rodgers. No. Give me the Cowboys. Not an upset. Being Cowboys Saints. over Saints. That's Cowboy, a that's one. a good one. That's, that's a, a very. One. I agree with you. I think Cowboys are gonna win that game, but I'm I'm picking Atlanta uh, as my big upset. All right, great stuff. Great stuff. Good. Kelly Coltis, Pat Burns, Julian Atienza on the other side. Bobby with the fantasy report. Nolan to my right. Always it's been a, a great show as usual. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. One-on-one's NFL Friday. Enjoy your football.
This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.